podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the Anfield Wrap in association with The Athletic. I'm Neil Atkinson. Uh, we're with you on a Sunday this week, recording on a Sunday. I think we're going to try and get it out today as well uh, because Liverpool play against Shrewsbury on Tuesday, which we might talk about for 0.3 seconds. Uh, but we are going to talk about Liverpool against Southampton. If you want to sign up uh, for The Athletic, it's theathletic.co.uk forward slash The Anfield Wrap. And there's all sorts of reductions on there. Uh, loads of really good writing as well. Um, I'm one of the Athletic journalists uh, covers Southampton. He's called Carl Anker. And Carl came for a pint with me both before and after the match yesterday. And he was saying how, you know, it might be a little bit tricky for Southampton, a couple of injuries, but they will bring a certain style of play. And for 45 minutes, Ben, they did. I mean, it was the 5 to 10 going into half time. You feel as though they're, they're on top a tiny little bit. But you also felt, I felt in the ground, I don't know about you, but I was thinking, well, if they're going to get anything out of this game, when they are on top like that, that's when they're going to have to take create and take a chance. And Liverpool did well just to keep them at arm's length. Yeah, Liverpool did well to get in to get in at nil-nil. Um but Southampton were excellent, I thought. I thought the way they set up, that they were almost 4-2-4 at times, uh, with and without the ball, which uh, you just don't see against Liverpool at all. I don't think we've seen it this this season. don't see anyone do that. Um, but they somehow managed to just completely bamboozle us. For them last 10-15 minutes, they were getting chance after chance. The reason was we were trying to... We'd lost our heads. I don't think I've, I don't think I've seen us lose our heads in a game for a long time. And I thought... We we just forgot what to do. We 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 were trying to keep playing, and there was no one to pass to. That doesn't normally happen to Liverpool. They've normally got an out ball, uh, and it was almost. And yet they were. You're right. They did need to get something out of them. That that sort of ten fifteen minute spell when we were gone a bit berserk because you know what what Klopp's brilliant at is being able to just reset. And we were talking about it half time in the lad next to me. Uh, and he was saying it's fine because the manager's going to sort out whatever the issue is he's just going to change it and we'll be boss and he did and we were <laughs> I mean was the lad next to you your lad by the way <laughs> <laughs> um, it is it does feel as though Kev you know just in that little period the thing was Ben's right the, what, whatever they do and we'll get into it a little bit more but what the brilliant at is blocking your passing lanes yeah. so you haven't got a ball and I thought that that's what they did with Liverpool Liverpool's pass completion across the whole game is only 75% which for us is low um, and I think in the first half if we, I'll see if I can get the start it'll have been lower again they just made sure Liverpool could not find a pass and as Ben says and that's really impressive it speaks volumes for what they're doing and what's so good about it it does and it, it's I think it, it. I thought they'd done well I'm not sure the chances that they created were they were all right chances. But they weren't significant, were they? Yeah, they, were, they, were, they weren't anything where you had your ass in your mouth necessarily. But I think it goes back to what Cope was saying the other week. We're, we're comparing Liverpool to perfection now. Yeah. That's, that's what we're expecting from them. And the, the, my favourite one was the one where the lad's on the edge of the box and he absolutely slams the shot. And Alisson just catches it. <laughs> like, like, I, honestly, everyone in our row just started laughing and I just thought, that poor fella's just put his heart and soul into that <laughs> shot and then he's just gone... <laughs> What I'm gonna do here, I'm like, how, how, how am I supposed to do that? Alison just passed it down and caught it with one hand, and I just thought, imagine how dispiriting it must be to be a Premier League striker and to see your best efforts just reduced to that. So, yeah, this listen, they were excellent first half. There was one way we had a goal kick, and they just they weren't even moving, but they just positioned themselves that perfectly. Hassan has obviously drilled it into them. This is where you need to be, and it'll work. And Alisson slams the, the uh, goal kick and they get the ball back. And I just thought, fair play, that's the first time I've seen that actually work. But even when I was watching that, I just thought, best of luck if you can keep this up for 90 yeah. minutes. Because imagine how tiring it must be. All that off the ball running, that's when you're at your most tired. When, you've, when you're when you just chasing, you're not even chasing a man sometimes. As you say, you're chasing space, you're chasing a passing lane to block that off. And as soon as you get there, they just put it somewhere else and you've got to keep going and going and going. And for 45 minutes, they've done very well. And they created a couple of little chances. But 
I was never in any doubt that Liverpool would get the uh, the job done. It was it was Mike. It was. I'm glad they did it, and I'm glad the game went the way in which it went. It was. It made it a better contest. There's been too many sides who've come to Anfield and played dead. But the flip side was, as I said, I said before, even before half time, but certainly when you got into half time, like the fella next to Ben John, who said you'd have faith that they were going to be able to pull it together in some way or another, and that's that's in the end how it plays out. Definitely, yeah. I mean, it's not a surprise to us anymore because we've we've seen it so often. Liverpool have a, a, a like a a below par first half, second half is, is miles better. You know, that's that's credit to, to Klopp and the team that he's got around him now, including the analysts that can go in and say, you know, there's your space. I know these are, these are playing incredibly well and it's frustrating that first half, but if you can just keep your head and see where this, where we're pointing out to you, the space here, the space there, you will get you will get in and you'll you know you'll get your chances. Southampton were knackered yesterday at half time. Yeah, I think it's almost as kept saying the spirit and that you one of your best efforts is caught. And like you, you do sort of think, well, when do we begin to even get a chance here? The Danny Ings one, it's the back of Shane Long as well. It's mad that it doesn't really count as a chance, does it? Because it's a, it's been blocked by his own player. But that that's probably going in, you know. And Danny, you can see Danny Ings sort of being, oh, how has he got in the way of that? Like, what's he done? But Shane Long's running away, like the opposite way, not even looking at him. So it's not really Long's fault per se. But I think th- little things like that went. That goes our way, and you sort of need a bit, bit to look like that in a season like we're having at the moment, because if that goes in, it's it's a tough end to the first half. There. But you know, I say it goes our way, and we just ends up breaking them down. And the the goal on forty seven, you know, it's a it's a it's, it's a great goal, and they just oh, well, what do we do now? Because you got they've also got the is it a penalty? Is it not a penalty thing down the other end? It doesn't end up being a penalty, and then that after that whole first half of effort. To, to be one nil down and tired, you, you just—I don't know how you would pick yourself back up. And he, thankfully for us, he didn't, and we just carried on and were irrepressible. The the time of the goal just couldn't be better for us, Ben. Mike's absolutely nailed it there. Not only have we got in, not only have we probably rejigged a few things for us, but as Mike says, they'll be shattered. And then all of a sudden, they've come out, and there'll be something in the back of their minds because they're all human, thinking we've had a couple of chances—at least chances for chances—just before the break there, where we could have done with getting something. It'll be playing on the minds. You're not going to get away with this at Anfield. Playing on the minds. Three minutes in, bang, cop for that. Yeah, it was, the timing was perfect, uh, and and the manner in which they, they conceded uh, would have knocked the stuff in Ireland because it's one of them that ball goes out quickly. I think if. if the Ings goes down, the ball goes out quickly, nothing happens and it's a throw-in. VAR takes on a whole different spin. They have a, they have a different look at it. They're looking at it thinking, oh, hang on, we've got to disallow a goal here to, to give a pen. I don't want to do that. Is it enough to do that? I'm not sure it is. Could it have been a foul? Yeah. The, the first ones aren't, but he leaves his leg. His legs just floating, and you're thinking, and for being all just that with his hands, <laughs> which makes lads lad, yeah. don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I think if it doesn't go in, then it might be a different game, and and you know, but games change. On on, I mean, I mean, and, and in and in fairness to Chamberlain, I thought first half he was poor. Um, I thought the I thought the reason he was poor was that three or four times Liverpool beat their press. They pressed with the with the four high up, and then the two centre mids really tight. Chamberlain's getting the ball into feet, and if he turns and he's away, you're in. You're in against their underbelly, and there's like four of us against you know three of them, whatever. You're in, and time and again he was getting it on the half team, giving it away, and it was killing us, stopping us dead. I thought we played well. Weirdly, Southampton played well first half, but I thought first half and Liverpool done all right. Kept the ball, moved the ball, had the Virgil chance. 
should have scored. He just tried to back heel it for a laugh. <laughs> should have also had the pen ourselves as well, by the way. Yeah, we should have done it in the same move. Uh, for me, you know, at the back post. Yeah, yeah. we've done, done enough to be... And then we just seemed to go a bit mad. We just lost our heads and, and stopped trying to play. And I think the one change Klopp made would have reassured them at, at half-time is you've got to take risks. If they're going to press you the way they're pressing you, you've got to be prepared to take a risk on the ball. You can't just pass it. And you've seen that, the one that's the, the, the disallowed Salah goal. Well, oh, I, I, wanted, I wanted to just do like five minutes on that. that. It's it's the it's the best goal not scored at Anfield. I can't, believe they, didn't show it. I can't believe they didn't show it on uh, Match the Day. I know. They didn't show it's it. the best it football of the season. Yeah. It's the best. It, it got a stand Even after it being reeled out. Even after VAR didn't give it, it got a stand ovation. And that's all because they took risks. And we started being able to tear them apart because they were sucking them in, sucking them in, popping them off to that. And then turning them round. And for that 15 minutes in the fit, end of the first half, we sort of flapped it and thought, right, no risks. And then because we weren't taking risks, it was risky as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So you've got to give credit to the manager for turning it round, but also the time of that goal was perfect. You couldn't have asked for more. Um, for Chamberlain, I thought that once he'd scored, the Chamberlain looked like he was getting in his own head as well. Uh, in the first seconds of the of the second half, he comes down the line by us. It was chasing the ball. It went out for a throwing. Wasn't his fault. And he was shouting at the top of his voice, ah, you know, going mad. And you, and you think his head's gone. Um, and then the goals. I thought he was much improved second half. To be fair, the goals just uh, when you get to see the angle from behind him, Kev, which I'm sure you've seen this morning. That angle where. I, I think it's, you might tell me otherwise, I think it's bad goalkeeping in that all the goal is broadly speaking covered apart from this one bit and the keeper's nowhere near that one bit. But it might be that it's just opportunistic from Chamberlain where he sees this, this opportunity just to pass slash power it into this space and no one's going to be able to touch it, which is it is the keeping a bit off. I mean, it doesn't help he dives the wrong way for the Henderson one, which never which I never like as a look in a goalkeeper, if I'm honest with you. <laughs> yeah, Brad, Brad, Jones, Brad Jones perfected that one at Old Trafford. I think it's, I think it's hard with a shot like the Oxley Chamberlain one because... From that area of the goal, from that area of the pitch, you'd normally expect them to go across the goal, wouldn't you? If you from yep. any any sort of normal thing, but if you've done any sort of research into Oxley Chamberlain and he should have had the research done, you know that he slams his shots and they're, they're very straight flying. So, listen, it. We can slag, slag the goal if you want, but I'm, I'm goalie's union, so I'm saying it's not his fault. You say that, you say that, and also you get to talk to the Liverpool player up and say he does brilliantly. Yeah, well, he, well, he does as well, doesn't he? Because as you say, he puts it into a space where no one can get to it. The goalie's got a lot of goals to cover, and a shot from what, 18 yards out or 20 yards out, whatever it was, hit at that pace. You've got to be quick to get over there. Now, Alisson will get there because of his footwork. He'd be stood in the right place. Yeah, but, mo- but most goalies, though, most goalies' footwork isn't like Alisson's, and that's why he's so good, because... Loads of goalies like do the thing where they bounce on the toes. Worst thing you can do because if you're up in, in the middle of a bounce as he shoots, you've got to wait to land before you can reconnect yourself. Never see Allison do that, and that's that's the key to the goalkeeping. Their goalie, what what are you gonna do? Do you know what I mean? Even if you you, you can be ninety nine percent against Liverpool, I still come away with a four 0 against you. So it's, I think it's harsh to blame him. Like, but Oxley Chamberlain. We need to stop playing him up the left-hand side of the front three, in my opinion, because it doesn't work for him. He doesn't look comfortable there. And he's at his best, and he was at his best in the first half with the one the one chance where he picked the ball up in our half and Robertson made a run to his left, and then everyone in the ground was asking him to pass it, and he didn't. He just burst right through their centre, cut across them, and shaped a shooting ladder to bring him down. We got the free kick off it. Oxlade-Chamberlain is one of them players who'll do a job for you wherever you ask him to do it, but he... He must be desperate to just get at the point of that midfield with Henderson and Fabinho behind him and just say, let me just have five games here and I'll show you what I can do. 
I think he, he wants to play a little deeper. I think we did actually play with him a little deeper, Mike, over the course of the game. I think he got to do his do his work a little bit deeper. And I thought that, for instance, one of the things you saw as an extension of what we saw against West Ham, Firmino pulling left. So Firmino almost playing a bit more in the area he doesn't normally get to play in because Mane's so, so commanding of that space. I thought that one of the reasons why Firmino has the game he has, and I thought he was just magnificent, was he felt, especially in the second half, he could pull that way, drag people that way, get in this area, because Oxlade-Chamberlain didn't really want to be there and obviously Sadio Mane can't be. Yeah, look, Sadio Mane is a massive loss and you can't really replace him like for like with this squad or maybe anywhere in world football at the moment. So it, it, to, to try and be something you're not probably would would hinder us there yesterday. So I don't know if it was tactical or Chamberlain was just doing that out of natural. I want to be in the middle here. I don't, I'm, I'm no Sadio Mane. But I want to be deeper. I want to be deeper, yeah. And I think... The way, the way that lets us then just sort of it's 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 like a it's like a fluid system as at the moment. But when when we've got the right players on or any players on the pitch that you know train together and play with each other, they they'll they'll work it out. These are good these are good footballers. So instead of like being told oh you've got to do this in 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 such a rigid form, you know Firmino uses intelligence to to make it to use the space that's not like now there for him, and you know. He's got 15 goal involvements this season for me, you know, and some of them are probably more assistant goals or about level. It sort of it goes under the radar of because he's not scored at Anfield yet this season. Everyone's like, oh, you know, Firmino could be doing more. And he did go through a spell where he, he probably, you know, could and should have been doing more. But while you're, you're saying that on the out of it, you're looking, looking properly at it, he's doing all sorts for this team that us as fans... We'll never see on like the first or maybe even the second watch. So like the players he's playing with are obviously very appreciative of it, and the fact that yesterday he just set three goals up and has the time of his life without really scoring and probably you know I think he has a chance, doesn't he? Second half, I don't know if it's at three or four. I can't remember. I had such a good time. Lots of things quite fast <laughs> yesterday, um, but he, he he deserved the goal yesterday for all of his work and his endeavour and is like just his will and he you know he sets three up there yesterday and. <coughs> He sort of enables Chamberlain to go and, and, and be deeper without an impact in the front three, in a way. I know I, I'd always love to watch Sadio Mane play football because who wouldn't? But I, I thought yesterday, we, that's probably one of our better performances. You've got Leicester up there, Leicester away, the 4 0. But that second half yesterday, we'll, we'll speak about that for, for long, long into the summer when we're all having a smile at each other. There's something about the. I'm, I'm pleased Mike's mentioned Leicester away there, Ben, because it reminds me a little bit the second half as though Klopp got them in. And the thing what they did when they went to Leicester was go, You're the second best team in the country, are you? Third best team, maybe? Watch this. And I thought there was a real element of that in that second half, which was, you know, you've, 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 you've stepped up to us here. Fair play to you. Mm. But. All right then, can can you do this? Can you go at this pace? And they're, they're an interesting team, aren't they? Liverpool. We talk a lot about the humility because the graft and, and Hassan Hootle after the game says one of the big things about this team is they don't underestimate anybody. They take everybody on the merits and they go from there. And he's right about that. But I, I did get the impression, you know, even little things like Henderson's celebration. He, you know, he often just goes berserk. He certainly doesn't strut over to Firmino like that. And there was an element of him having a laugh with him. But I did think there was a bit of Liverpool where. Whatever Klopp's done at half time, I do wonder if part of what he's done for once isn't just a bit of tactical analysis. It's a bit of they're having a pop at you here, lads. You need yeah. to you need to show what you need to show a little bit here. And I thought he did that against Leicester. Did he do it here? Yeah, I thought I. It was a bit needly first half. Uh, Southampton are leaving the foot in now and again. They're kicking the ball away every chance they get halfway up into the up into the stand to stop us from being able to build. We were getting frustrated. 
uh, and we go in at half time having lost our heads and I think it was a case of uh, you know you're probably right someone somewhere's gone lads who do these think they are here these fucking scruffs <laughs> let's get, you know let's, let's show them who we are you know let's not forget it you know yet they've done alright they've had 10 minutes okay we'll have 45 now and we'll, and if we get the chance we'll put them to the sword and we'll keep putting them to the sword thoughts Anderson especially looked looked affronted <laughs> by the cheek of them. Do you know what I mean? He looked like, oh, I'll, all right, I'm just going to play four positions then. Because you should do my head in. You should do my head in blocking this space, so I'm gonna, we're going to have 15 men. <laughs> right? Um, and it, it, there was an element of that. Like, they didn't stop. Salah didn't stop. And he looked like, it was like, okay, let's teach these a lesson then. All right, let's just, let's just, because we can't, we can't really even afford to knock off or just keep the ball because it's not working because they're doing, like, they're playing, us, they're playing well and they're pressing as well. So we're just going to have to smash them. So should we just smash them? And everyone was like, yeah, go ahead. All right. We started. We want to wait till knowledge away for the, for the smashing to start. What was that to take away? There was, um, going into the game, I think, Kev, the, the selection of Fabinho was interesting. And I think he was, it was, He's tough to watch at times at the minute, and that's part in part because you've seen him be so good. And it actually reminds me a little bit of when he when he first came into the side, going right the way back to the, the start of the 2018-19 season, where he'll have five minutes where he looks what he is, which is an imperious centre midfielder, and he has five minutes where he just looks a bit like his sea legs have gone. And it's a it's a strange thing to watch, to be honest with you. I don't, I can't. I'm, I'm trying to think of sort of comparisons with players coming back from injury because it just is so wobbly, and, and I can't quite work out. Is it a little bit of a confidence thing? A little bit of a the other lads getting used to and being back in because we've changed a little bit thing. I can't quite work it out. In that we know he's the best holding midfielder in the world, so you know there's no there's no discussion or debate on that front. But you are sort of thinking, can we? Can you get yourself back here pretty soon? Because we we are going to need you in the next three months. I think he, I, I think he will come back, and I'm not overly worried about it. I think he's he's come in and he's had the six months where we didn't really see him, and people are questioning him. And then he comes and shows the, to be the best midfielder in the world, and then he gets an injury, and he's only been back in the team. He comes back into the Shrewsbury game, which was a nightmare for everyone who played in it. Effectively, he plays what 10, 15 minutes against West Ham, something like that, and he started yesterday. So. If you look at it and just put put it down to minutes on the pitch, he hasn't even had 180 minutes yet. So I think two weeks off now, probably he might be the only player that doesn't help really because he's just coming back. He could do it getting a little bit of rhythm back. But it wouldn't surprise you if maybe they said to him, here's a little plan for you to have a little look at some things and maybe concentrate on these while you're doing whatever, like a little bit of saying we've asked you to do. But when he comes back in, you'd imagine he's looking at games like, let's go Madrid and thinking, they're the ones I want to show what I can do in. And it's one of those things where you've just got to persevere. And we're fortunate enough to be in a position where we can persevere <laughs> with him having a game like he did yesterday and still beat a very, very good team 4-0. So I think once he comes back from his break and maybe another couple of games where you might see a little bit of rustiness in him, it's one memory. We'll just have to we'll just have to take it. It's massive for him to get 90, isn't it, Mike? I think I think that that'll be I think they might they were doing everything they could to keep him on the pitch. If that if Liverpool hadn't have taken the chances that they'd taken, there's a chance I think he might have gone off on 70, 75. But as it is, with the cushion that we end up with on 72 minutes of 3-0, I think the manager then has decided you're getting a full 90 here, you're gonna get that experience back in your legs. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, if Southampton go one 0 up, he's the first change, isn't he? Because that's that's the easiest thing to do. You can you can want you can want minutes in his legs all you want, but you know if that game's an uphill battle, the, the easiest thing to do would be right. Well, we'll go to back to what we've known for the past 10, 11 games. I was I was made up that he got the ninety to be honest because, as you know, as everyone's saying, he's, he's one of the best centre mids in the world, if not the, in his position when he's when he's absolutely on it. And I I, th- I think yesterday will probably go a long way th- for him 
getting getting confidence because he, he's got through that. Um, I remember the Arsenal game he had where he was all over the place and we, we, we draw one all. He's, he, he's not really in himself properly yet and he's all over the place in spells and yet we've won 4-0. I think it's it's going to go now. Everyone's going to have a winter break. Reading that what you want, the whole FA Cup thing as well. You know, Klopp's saying we will respect this winter break. I, I don't think Fabinho will... I think if he's not, if they're not in Melbourne, he'll, he'll be out running every day probably for being you know, just to just to keep his fitness and sharpness up because he'll want to come back and, and hit the hit the ground running for Norwich and it, it sort of reminds me a little bit of Gomez you know even though he wasn't yeah. out for as long as yeah. Gomez you know, Gomez doesn't have to have a wobbly time when he comes back and now look at Gomez like he's the best centre half that is outside of Van Dijk maybe getting towards being on the same level as Van Dijk at some points in his career if it's not this season it'll be the next eighteen months of his career definitely. Is, Superb defender, who also had a lot of ring rustiness and managed to get that out of him. And you know, I'm, I'm sure Fabinho will be very capable of doing the same thing. It's a change for Genie and Jordan as well, I think, isn't it, Ben? I think they would play quite close together without Fabinho, a little closer than anyone does to Fabinho when he's playing uh, in there. They've had to change a little bit as well. And I thought that when Alden had a, a tough, tough first half too yesterday, where he was, he, he couldn't quite work out. I, I felt like where he, where, where's he meant to be? to be. And then on top of that, then he's playing the same side as Oxley Chamberlain. That's, that's the no Mane side, and he was sort of caught, caught between these two little bits of disruption. I think what we're trying, what we're trying to do with Genie and and Chamberlain yesterday was Chamberlain comes in, he starts high, comes in for feet. Uh, when Aldam goes and they wrote, you know, they take the same for me. No goes once when Aldam stays. It's, it's basically to make them think, I don't know where you're going to be. Effectively, if, if we're all moving at different times, we know what we're going to do. We know what the structure play looks like. You don't, but it just weren't working. We just couldn't get in it. it, it and when it went, it, like he'd leave, he'd empty his position and go and show Ox get it to feet and then lose it and then there's a big hole and you think fucking hell where's Genie he's like well I've just made it on where I'm meant to be no one's passed through me for fuck's sake um, I thought yeah I thought he struggled a bit Genie but then it, you're right I think it's just going to take time so it's first off for Fabinho it's just it's time in his legs and it's it's that ability and plus couldn't have picked the worst team to play against you yeah. plonk him in there against the team who want to leg it all day long They've probably had a big think about why they've done it as well. And I'm like, okay, you wouldn't need to get some sharpness fucking get against these because they're going <laughs> to leg you um, and they're going to not stop running. You're going to need to be on your game. You're going to need to find a way. I actually thought he played all right for 20 minutes and he played all right for the last half an hour, maybe the last 40 minutes. Just that spell in the middle. But that sort of correlates with when Liverpool went a bit mad. Um, we just lost our shape. Everyone was miles away from everyone. No one knew exactly where to be, and we just sort of stopped playing footy. Um, I think he'll be absolutely fine and be flying again in a few weeks. Um, but it just just makes you feel it, it makes you wonder, don't it? Because Henderson's been that good. We've conceded that few goals in the time for being old, being out. Like it, when he was going out, everyone's flapping, thinking, "Christ Almighty, what are we going to yeah. do?" And Henderson has since become the best footballer on the planet yeah. for ten weeks, and is now unbelievable. And you just you you do think everyone's looking, thinking, "Well, hang on, we used to be the best. Now it's him." And I, I, look, what a problem to have! What yeah. a problem to have. He plays where I mean, out of them two midfielders, then you got one Alzheimer who's also flying as one of the best midfielders, knocking about. Kite comes on, looks good. Yeah, it's just a, it's an embarrassment to riches, and it's and it's a joy to be old. <laughs> Henderson, at the minute, is a joy to be old. Kev, it's some second half performance from him. I mean, it, you can. Ever so slightly, you know, it's it's a goal, it's an assist, but it's everything else. It's the the work rate, the coming right the way across the pitch, the closing everyone down, the 
the deciding to just be constantly available. I think that's the thing which Ben was saying before. He was plays four positions in the end because like, well, I've got to be an option for everyone. Then I'll just be an option for everyone all the time because we haven't got enough options. I'll step into that role. It's he also just looks like he's enjoying himself so much. You do get the impression, you know. I don't think he's a vain person, but I suspect he likes hearing his song. Who wouldn't? Yeah, um, of course, yeah. And it's a belter as well. It I is. think um, it's 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 the right thing uh, for the captain like that. I'm, I'm just so pleased for him at the moment. It, at some point, there will be another speed bump for him, I think, because to keep going at this intensity all the way through till May, you know, it will be eight, nine months of sheer, unbelievable intensity. Maybe he'll manage it, but it wouldn't surprise me if at some point he, he does have a dip, but he's not having one at the minute. I, I disagree with you. I don't think he will have a dip. I think he's he's one of them fellas who he's had to battle and work that hard to get the the recognition he now gets from the cop, effectively, because half the people on the cop used to think he was shite, and it was the, there was no bones made about it. It wasn't he was, oh, I don't really think so, and I shite him. All he does is pass it sideways, and now it's thousands of believers for him. <clears throat> I think towards the end of this season, you'll see him grow and grow and grow, because the thing is, he'll, he'll know, like you just said there, John, if he has a dip, Fabinho can just step in, no problem. Ryan Alden is pretty much a guaranteed starter there. If Milner gets back in, Kater looked all right when he come on. There's too many people there for him to to be where he is, to drop at any level where he thinks, shit, if I get out the team? Because as you just made the point there, Fabinho was the best midfielder in the world 10 weeks ago, and now we're thinking, do we really want to be starting him? Even though he's back to full fitness. And I just think Henderson will have that in his own mind. And as you said, I think he's enjoying it too much to risk it going. And but he's on the verge. Of, I, I, I put yesterday on the Twitter, Jordan Henson, Liverpool legend. And he is because he's lifted the European Cup. He's going to lift the Premier League as well. But if he can go and lift another European Cup as well, and these are these are all things which we're in our grasp in the next what 12, 14 weeks, something like that. I just don't see where he, he takes his foot off the gas. And the point you make about him being always available, that's a Graham Souness thing. That there's loads of loads of instances if you read back on Graham Souness, people saying no matter what he was, what else he was doing on the pitch, he was always available to take the ball off whoever was with the least confidence. So that I can't remember who the player was. But he played his first international game next to Souness. He was right back and Souness was centre mid. And he said, I had a nightmare, 10 minutes. He said, and then for the next 10 minutes, every time I got the ball, Graham Souness was five yards away from me and took it off me. While at the same time, still running the rest of the game. And Henderson's doing that now. He's taking the responsibility on. And where sometimes you'd see people take that responsibility and it, it weighs on, weighs them down like you wouldn't believe. It's made him into an absolute giant and he's everywhere. This is just come back to you on that, Kev. I think that's what you see yesterday. For instance, we've said in the past, a lot of what he does, certainly that right side of position, it's to help get Trent into the game more yeah. and do some of Trent's work for him. It's to allow Salah to push right up the pitch and so do some of the work in that area for him. The thing about yesterday, and, and also come and help Fabinho as and when, the thing about yesterday was he was doing all that and there's a goal and there's an assist. And there's the fact that he felt like the game, along with Firmino and Salah, the three of them felt like the game's second half's dynamic attacking force. And that, to me, if he's adding that on top of doing doing this water carrying he's doing for these other people, which he was still doing, by the way, then you just, you just it just takes your breath away. Well, that, that's it. You can, loads of players can do loads of them things you've just said there individually. There's not many players in the world that can do all of them together in one half of football. And he, it's in fact, it's not even just one half of football. It's every game with him now. He literally does all of those things. And the Fabinho thing when he come in and he basically took took the number six role off him, I think at the time everyone was a bit like, yes, that's probably the best thing because it wasn't, it wasn't working out well for Henderson there. But what he'd done was he went to the manager and said, listen, play me further forward in that right-hand side role. And it wasn't even a real role. He's made that role his own. But what he added straight away was that cross, the sort of whipped cross to the back post, which he's taken to another level now. So he's added the assists and creativity to his game. 
And it, 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 again, it all goes back to the confidence. Like the way he took a shot yesterday. He was in the, he was in the box and he's not a man who scores a lot of goals. And he, the goalie's expecting to put it where everyone else is expecting to put it. And he just basically sits the goalie down and just strokes it home. Has a lovely time with Firmino. He's a man, <laughs> honestly, he's, he's just a man who... He, he has a song. He has a song going, and he must. He must feel a hundred foot tall, and rightly so because he's getting the love that he now deserves. And fucking hell, what a player! What a player, and Mike. It's uh, it's also the, the the general sort of leadership piece as well. You know, he. he I mean, he was. Him and Van Dyke were issuing some bollocks first half. It's fair to say, uh, which, which didn't look like a battle of laughs to me. It was one of them where I was thinking, "Christ, I'm glad I'm not playing here." I'd be absolutely, yeah, I'd be getting bollocked here. Yeah, I will be getting a strip torn off me. But him and Van Dyke, I think, in the same way that, for instance, I'm going to come on and talk to everyone about Salah because he's incredible. You know, Salah is incredible. Van Dyke is incredible. Henderson is a little bit more of a human, if you know what I mean, than the gods are. But he is the one who demands the standards all the time on the pitch from absolutely all of them over and over again. I think it really helps Anderson a lot that he's been through a lot with the club at the moment. He's, you know, he's the the, long, the longest serving. Yeah. I think he starts starts the decade with us. You know, he he's been through the whole range of emotions as as a Liverpool player of being taught as he's not good of too much money. You know, not getting the credit he deserves. You know, in thirteen fourteen, he gets sent off against City. We probably win the league as as has been said by his manager and, and a few players of that team. If he if he's not sent off in that game, stays on. I don't think the Chelsea game happens the way it does, because literally he's there to take when Gerrard's in trouble. He takes Gerrard's, you know, trouble away from there. He's covering Gerrard's slip, or he's taking the ball off Gerrard. He's gone through that, and he's developed as a person. He's had some real off-pitch things as well. You see it in, in the hug with his dad after the the Madrid final, the emotion of it, and everything that he went through with his dad. That I think it was that season, actually thirteen, fourteen. He he's really grown and developed as a player, and now. People are starting to see the the things he's doing on the pitch m- more for what they were. I don't know for what reason why they're only just seeing it now. I think it's maybe because everyone else around him is, is sort of amplifying it and magnifying it on the pitch. That or, well, that's Henderson's ball, he, or Henderson's pressured him to to make him lose the ball. So he's it, definitely really really getting what he deserves, and I I think. I think the Wolves game the other week, where it's a goal and assist again in that game for him, will be where a lot of people have have woken up to Jordan Henderson. And I know he's been fantastic since Fabinho went out. He's been really, really at a top level for eighteen months now. And I, I, I'm just like I couldn't be happier for him to be honest, because he deserves everything he's getting now for all that he's gone through and all all that he's had to put up with. A bit like Lucas, you know, at the start of Lucas's career, he was another one who, who sort of got maligned and. And, and come through it and and really put him, put himself out there and and talk loads for the club and, and and Klopp you know when Klopp comes in Lucas is still there and he he trusts Lucas I think Klopp really trusts Henderson because he's still got the armband now he's playing him every week and he's asked him to do roles like number play he's played right back he's played number six he's played centre half for you know <laughs> in, in, he's, he's done everything and. I don't think Klopp asks another player if he doesn't doesn't rate him as highly as he does Henderson. Uh, absolutely. There's uh, just a little thing, but almost apropos of nothing, but not really. The 15-16 season review was playing in the Albert before the match. I was in there with uh, with with Steve Graves and my cousin Alex, and we're watching it. And so much of, I mean, firstly, it's it's probably Liverpool. It's probably the biggest, maddest season to have supported Liverpool where they've not won a trophy because there's a lot going on all the way through. But also the other thing is that when that Klopp side's beginning to come together in these little highlights packages, so many of the goals involve Henderson. Mm. He, he gets a few, 
more than you remember. And but also he's at the centre of loads and loads of things that are happening in a way that sort of looks a bit similar to now. And it just sort of struck me before the game, and then he goes and throws that performance in that maybe even then because he gets an injury around sort of yeah. February March, and it all begins to he disappears a little bit. He's only on the bench in the Europa League final, can't get on because his fitness is nowhere at that point. And anyway, it just sort of struck me that maybe it's been in the manager's mind for a while that he can do this sort of stuff. Um, ben, I want to talk about Mo Salah. He gets two, but he's just you mentioned it before. He's He's downright unplayable, um, and if anything, now he's you know, and we've got to be careful because these things oscillate all the time. But as far as I'm concerned, he's he's now underrated. Yeah, it's mad, isn't there it? isn't yeah. a player in the country who gets as. Like, I was saying, saying I don't know, I might have said it on the pink or I might have said it afterwards, having a having a chat, talking shite. But there's not a, for instance, Sergio Aguero does not get the most salad treatment. He's a brilliant player, Aguero, but people don't have a Sergio Aguero plan. People don't even seem to really have a Raheem Sterling plan uh, to compare with Manchester City, whereas everyone, it seems like, comes to town with a great big Mo Salah plan, and every week he works the Mo Salah plan out and ends up being the, the, the most dangerous footballer on the pitch. He's just he's too, he's too fast, he's too strong, and he's too fucking skillful. <laughs> so you're trying to stop him. Normally, if you're looking at one of them, you've got a, you've got a chance on one of them. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's brilliant, he's fast and he's strong, but he's a bit of a, you know, he's a bit of a pudding. Well, you get it to his feet, I'll pinch it off him. He can do everything. He's, and he's, it, it's mad the way people, people sort of saying, ah, oh, you know, he's he's a one-trick pony, he's had that one season and he's just all right. You know, like, he's not. He's unbelievable. He's such a threat. He never stops running. And, I, and that's the thing, isn't that, you know, it's all well and good running one way. And it's all well and good when everything's going well, but he's the first to graft when we lose the ball and get back. You see him popping up all over. He's just an example to anyone who wants to aspire as a footballer. They should look at what he does because he's incredible. The work rate with and without the ball is unbelievable. But then it's not just that. He's he's he's, he's so fast. His movement's so clever. His his ability to hold the line when he's in. You know, he's because he's that quick. The one where he, the one that gets this allowed for offside, I, I don't think it's him. I think the ball should come a little quicker. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think they delay the pan. He's looking at him going, lads, Gizzy. Um, <laughs> I, I, he's, it's amazing to me. And, you know, people, Manny, Manny's an incredible football. And people, you know, everyone's now saying he's the, you know, he's the best attacker in the world and this, that, the other. I don't think he's better than Mo Salah. I just don't. I just think Mo Salah's unbelievable. And, and uh, all right, you know, people. You're right. People come up with a plan, and a lot of the time he's got three fellas hanging off him. I was going to say the plan is just fucking assault. Assault him. It's, it's, crowd him out. Stop him running. St- and his ability to to keep the ball. And then he started doing that little mad thing where he sort of just rolls it back and forwards whilst yeah. holding two fellas off. It's like a fucking Russian dance. Yeah. Let, <laughs> no one can get it. He's done it in the leads up to Firmino's goal. He's done it again. He's done it yesterday for about 10 minutes. Everyone was like, lads, just pass it to our lads. Yeah. He's incredible. He's an incredible footballer. And, you know, the threat he poses, if teams set up to try and block him, there's so much space created by... By um, by him and it, he's just an he's just an unbelievably intelligent footballer and it, and his movements is just so clever. Um, he's perfect. He's his height and um, because he comes from the side he comes from, Kev, and because he's left footers. Me people make the messy comparisons to me as a footballer. What he does on the pitch, he's more like Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, the strength, the power, the pace combined with the skill you know he's not he's not an absolute what I was like about him is he's not an absolute artist mm. he's a grafter in the same way that Ronaldo whatever you think about him off the pitch or think about him in general the one thing you've always he's never shirked on a football pitch Cristiano Ronaldo he, 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 everything he can do he does 
And I think you see the same with Mo Salah. You get the impression he lives this this idea of, you know, he's desperate for victory, desperate for his own personal glory as well, but desperate for victory. And I think it's to his, to his credit. Yeah, 100%. The, the, the ability to play football like Messi is sort of, I don't believe in God, but God given would be a good way of putting it because it's just, it, whatever it is that he's got, it's just in him. You don't have, I've no doubt he works very hard to improve, obviously, but the likes of Mo Salah, you look where he's come from and where he is now, he's, as you said there, John, he's probably the best, he probably is the best attacker in the world, and he's underrated now because of where he's come from with the 44-goal season, where he's, he just blew your mind type of thing, and the fact that Mane is having such a good season, it's a little bit similar to the way people talk about Van Dijk. Like, and it sounds mad to say Van Dijk's underrated because he's not, everyone knows he's the best centre-half in the world, but still... People will say like, I think Joe Gomez has been our best centre half the last six months, <laughs> and they don't, they don't mean, they don't mean that in a bad way. What they're trying to say is Joe Gomez is fucking unbelievable. But what we're really saying is he's playing to eighty percent of the standard that Van Dijk is. <laughs> That's what we mean, isn't it? It's a, again, it's a lovely problem to have. Saleh, fucking when he's in that daft, the mood he was in yesterday for me was the perfect mood because against Wolves the other week I was a little bit critical because that was a game that was in the balance and twice. He took on shots that he should have passed. Mm-hmm. But it's one of them things where you can't criticise a player like that for being selfish because that is what gives him the fear factor for the teams. Loads of players are getting in positions and he will pass, but teams know shit. I don't think he is going to pass here. So that that when he didn't do it against Wolves, especially the Minamino one and the Oxlade team one, I was like, fuck's sake. I felt he was a little bit more personal glory than Liverpool glory at that point. But then yesterday... He was falling over himself to try and set Minamino up when he came yeah. on, wasn't he? So he's got it all in his locker. But when he plays like he did yesterday, where you just you don't know whether he's going to pass or whether he's going to shoot, and when he's running with the ball, you just think fucking hell! Like literally, you see centre halves who've got holes of him by the throat, and he's dragging them along. <laughs> like the, the, the little legs are like trying to get a grip on the pitch, and you just think, how are you doing that? Because he's fucking tiny in reality, isn't he? He's These big area ass oh, just... top off the other day. Oh, he's an absolute beast. beast, and he plays like that as well. He plays like a fucking animal, like. I'm coming through you. If I, if I can't go around you, I'm going through you, and I don't give I don't give a fuck how big you are because you're mine. You, the thing he's doing, as you said, where he's rolling it back and forwards and all the centre halves off is a proper piss tea. Like two fellas who were combined thirty stones, and he's like that. <laughs> Dickheads. <laughs> it's, it's, it's mad though because you look. I, I just think it shows his mentality. You look what happened to him in the in the European Cup final. Ramos has him off on strength, does mm-hmm. his shoulder. And so here we are, eighteen months later. You're going, you're going to try that again? I you? put the fucking size of me now, mate. I'll snap your neck for you. And that's the that's the that's the thing. Is like, okay, I've got a flaw. What's my flaw? I'm probably not strong enough, and I can get shoved off a ball, right? Okay, what are we going to do? We're going to build like Popeye and a body. Do you know what I mean? And he, and he's now you can't you can't get him off the ball if you if he doesn't want to. You can't get near him, and that's it's clever. It's clever from him, and it shows the you know the will to win and the will to be the best. The Daniel James goal last, last week you just reminded me about that one as well. The, the goal against United, Daniel James is absolutely that's he's all he's got. Him. Yeah, he's like shit off a shovel, and he's trying to he's actively trying to get all the Salah, and Salah's not even really holding him off. He's just <laughs> running ahead of him. It's like it's like a man against a boy. He's like fucking idiot, and then he slots the goal, and he's got that he's got all of that in his locker. But the fact that he is as quick as Daniel James, but he's as powerful as Virgil Van Dijk. How the fuck do you stop that? Uh, I'm not going to ask you how you stop it, Mike. First, it doesn't just know. Secondly, if you do know, I don't need to tell anyone. Uh, so I'm not going to ask you that. Uh, there is, there is a, there is a thing with him. I think where 
you know, I expect him to actually, I think he's growing into this season and I wonder if that's deliberate from Liverpool. Firstly, he had the injury as well in the first half of the season, but also I do wonder whether or not Liverpool have maybe done a little bit of periodisation with some of these lads, where they're going to want them all to come to the boil at different times and especially from now. And I'm, I'm just so excited to see him play again against Norwich, against Atletico. <laughs> I'm expecting, you know, I don't want to put any pressure on him here, but he will be expecting himself as well. I'm expecting great things from now until the end of the season for Mo Salah. I'm expecting unbelievable numbers. I'm basically expecting us to, him to win us the European Cup. I think we're peaking. I think we're starting to peak from now till May. I think I think we've had some sort of training diddle in January where we've absolutely pasted them again. Still won all the games, pasted them and said, right, you've got your conditioning and the fitness now for the rest of the season. I think the second half yesterday sort of hints at us starting to just absolutely wipe the floor with teams and, and long may that continue I think I think Mo Salah look, I, I can be very biased about this because I think he's a great fella you know because your mates just because uh, your because he's my mate <laughs> I, 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 don't, I, I sometimes hold my praise back for Salah just because I don't want to get beat with that brush like he's your mate but I think he is phenomenal I think I said the other day as well like I said before underrated you said as well underrated I, I don't know why so underrated I almost feel as if is it a Liverpool thing if it was someone else you know, if it, was, if it was a London team, if it was a, a, a Barca or Real Madrid, would he would he be this underrated with the numbers he's got? He's on 12 for the season in the league this year. He got 22 last year, got 32 in his first. He's on 14 now in the league. He's on 14 those in two, the Yeah, those two put him to 14. Well, well he's going to get 20 plus again this season, which is a third one. I remember it at some point in his first season when Harry Kane's losing the golden boot to him. Harry Kane sort of says a bit bitterly, yeah, let's see if he does it again next year. Yeah. And it, he does and goes, well, I'll go ahead. Wait, I'll for you, wait, I'll for you. I'll, I'll, I'll score 22 this season and I'll score 20 the next season. And while I'm doing that, I win the European Cup one year. And I would, he's in a team where we're unstoppably marching towards, you know, thankfully, what will be our, our first title in 30 years. Hopefully more trophies are on the bag this season. I, I ha, Like, <laughs> I've, I've seen I've seen teams with Suarez in this in over Liverpool and Gerard and Torres and you think I'll just stop them and then when you've got that question about Salah which also includes a team of Roberto Firmino Sadio Mane Trent Alexander-Arnold Andy Robertson like you've got 11 players to play against 11 players and it almost feels like they need about 15 yeah. just to be able to go I'll oh, tell you what we'll, we'll be, we'll be alright for an hour here but even then we'll probably break them down um, Last little one to focus on I want to mention is, is Firmino um, a little bit more I talked about him Ben getting to pull into the space that Manny leaves earlier but just in general his appetite for it the only shame yesterday was he didn't crown it with the goal because of this mad he hasn't scored at Anfield all season thing I'd like to think that's not bothering him now because he's now getting more than enough key goals away from home but regardless of that he was worthy of a goal yesterday he was worthy of scoring the goal to make it 5-0 uh, or what would have been the fifth goal in the game uh, in the half he was different class yeah he was he was fantastic uh, he was just he was everywhere and his and his his ability to just to keep the ball a ball for Chamberlain's first is, is ridiculous, isn't it? The little back heel. Because Chamberlain's passed to Robertson, shite. <laughs> puts it all Robertson does really well to keep it in. Um and then a the little flick from from Firmino, but he's just enjoying himself and he just looks like he's having a boss time. Um and he's everywhere again. He's you know, it's he had that little patch at the start of the season where he looked a bit leggy. Uh, middle of the season, he looked at and you're thinking, oh God, is he is he is he fucking knackered? Because he's had a, he's played a lot of footy and he's ran a lot uh, in the footy that he has played. But he's back now. He looks he looks like he's flying again. He's, uh, I mean, it's the timing of 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 him coming to coming to the fore. You you just don't see 
you just don't see how this team aren't going to start roasting people. Do you know what I mean? You just don't. You don't see how they don't. They don't go to Norwich and beat them by fucking four or five again, and then it's it's just it's yeah. You can talk about all of them, can you? That's the mad thing. It's just the straws so good. It's you can do half an hour on each each and every one. I'm just thinking there. I could think. I'm, for me, it was my favourite player. And I've, though I've just spoken about Van Dijk and Salah. So it sounds like a sick fan, you know what I mean? I love him, I love him. But I do, I fucking love them all. I absolutely love them all. But for me, it was the one. You can, it, I've never seen a footballer take more delight in helping other footballers. Mm. They're all selfish. And that's why they're top footballers. Somehow he isn't. But he's fucking absolutely magic on the ball as well. And you could literally just sit and watch a compilation of him for days. Because like his touches, his little turns, but also his vision. The way he always... He's done one yesterday where I have the fucking I can't even remember who he passed it to, but he passed it into a space that he, he wasn't looking at, and I, as far as I knew, he wasn't even there. Yeah. Someone just comes straight onto it, and I just thought, what a he knows how to do that because he's magic. There's no other explanation for it. Not, it's not saying it's just magic. <laughs> it is magic. Um, I'm happy with that. Um, I think it's the best way to explain most things in modern life. To be honest with you, Kev, the internet's magic. Roberto Firmino, magic. Yeah. Uh, everything is best just to sort of say it's magic and then we don't have to worry about it anymore. There is, um, Mike, you were just saying about where we are now on the table. I mean, it's it's outrageous, uh, to be quite honest with you. I have to look at it. I'm going to look at it literally right now and, and just pair. Uh, Liverpool sit. It's amazing, isn't it, Kev? Fucking unbelievable. 24 wins from 25, one draw, 73 points, 22 clear to Manchester City. Who, like, could If I was Raheem Sterling, I wouldn't even want to get on the bus to London today. It's going to be horrible, isn't it? Yeah. You're going to uh, get boosters all over. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's one of them where the, the City really do need to do one of their City classic first 10 minutes, because if not... Tottenham are going to make that the biggest grind you've ever seen in your life. I reckon, yeah, Mourinho spent the week teaching them how to not take throw-ins. Um, <laughs> it's all to come for City today. But it is like 22 points is just unheard of, Mike. It's never going to happen ever again, this. Like, we are we are currently witnessing absolute greatness. 100 points out of the last 102, 73 out of 75 this season. You know, if it does ever happen again, it's this team and this players that are going to do it because we've done it. And this, this run's not over, by the way. You know, Norwich will be a an interesting game because a bit like Southampton, they just won't give a fuck. Like, they'll just play their way, they'll won't just they? play their way. And, you know, it worked well for Southampton for five minutes, but they were knackered. So, you know, let, let's. if I'm an Irish player, I'm thinking oh, I might have a tight hamstring here for a couple of weeks. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not looking forward to this, absolutely, you know, throwing my guts into this game and, and then lo- losing four, five, even three maybe, just and getting away with it. I, I, I'm just absolutely delighted that... I'm I'm alive at the right time. I know we've gone through a lot of, oh, isn't it long? Thirty years. Look, I'm 27. I've only been around for 27 of them 30 years. So <laughs> I'm, I'm peaking at the right time. <laughs> like Liverpool like, this season, Mike Kearney yeah. and Liverpool this season, Absolutely peaking at the peaking. right time. Yeah, I'm, I'm peaking to watch the greatest side that we we may ever see, may ever see. And this football, you know, it's a continual thing. It'll be still be going on long after we're gone. But I'm telling you what, I'll, I'll have a safe bet now that no one's going to do 100, 100 points out of 102 of the last available. And God knows what it'll end up being this season. 73 out of 75, you wouldn't bet against it being 90, would you? Out of 92 or, or 90, like 91 out of 93. You can't even get 90 out of 92. That was good. Quick match, that. Don't yeah. worry. Really yeah. impressed with Mike there. The funk out of order. It is, it is, Ben, it is watching the greatest thing you're ever going to see. And it's, you know, I'm watching it and I'm just awestruck. You know, yesterday when, when they go and make it 4-0, I was so pleased they make it 4-0 the way in which they do. But it was like getting to put another tin hat on what is just brilliant because this is just absolute ongoing brilliance. It is. And yeah, it, 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 nothing, nothing, no, no 
human men can stop these people. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? on the walls from Mars. Oh, they've, they've had to create a fucking virus. They've knocked one off in the jungle. Eh? <laughs> someone's, uh, someone's done that. I mean, I've, I, I could tell you if it is. Just the manager United. <laughs> it made that. I'm like, I'm pet. That's the only thing that's going I'm petrified of it. I know you are. I know. I, I can't been, believe it's taking you this long to mention I know, lads. I've been Stephen. <laughs> but I, I just like, as, a, as, a, as, a, as an act of, you know, t- make sure you wash your fucking hands. <laughs> <laughs> We've so, all got to do our bit for this league have, title. Don't touch your face. Wash your hands before you eat. Never touch your face. Get a mask. <laughs> after I've got some masks. <laughs> Stock up on food. But I'm, I, honest to God, I, that's the only thing that can stop us. How... How, also, so, how everyone no, gets no, no, it. No, no, Loads no. of people trying to call the games off. The worry is, no, no, no. The worry is, putting that to one side for a second is that it, I was about to say, how aren't they going to win the European Cup? And there's only two ways I think they're not going to win the European Cup. I think, way... think Paris Saint Germain could possibly, possibly do something against them because they've got all that pace on the counter. Or there's a mad diddle. I where think we're the just only I'm concerned is a diddle. I'm concerned there's an Atletico diddle where we go out without getting beat. We draw both They've been crap as well, so I it would be them, wouldn't it? Like, but they, they, they're very good at drawing. They're good mm. at set. And lads, I know, I just not I've got a feeling. Yeah, I'm just not having I've it. I've got like a feeling. have got a brilliant goalkeeper who saves things. So we don't. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We're not saying that they're a better side. I'm no. just saying there's a possible... i just got a feeling there's a diddle. You've got to think... They, they, their goalie's the second best goalie in the world, but we've got the best one, right? But as we said before, you can be 99% perfect against Liverpool and get, and get four put past Put yourself you. in the Atletico fans position now. Like, if we're all Atletico fans going into this game, how many goals do you reckon we've got to score against this Liverpool team to get through mm. over two legs? Like, it's 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 upwards of three. It's a fair point. The, the, and the, the other thing is, don't forget, if they do come with a plan and make it that difficult, Klopp is the best in the world at making a change that affects a game in play. Or at least at half time. How many times have you seen it where the first half and you think, we need to do something different here. You said it yourself about yesterday's game. Klopp has... Uh, I don't listen. I'm, I'm giddy with fucking twenty-two point leads and all that at the moment. But I said the same thing yesterday, Neil. I just like no one's talking about the European Cup yet because we're all so excited about the league. Yeah. But if we beat that, let's home Madrid. Any, you imagine anyone drawing us, she'd just go. For fuck's no, sake. no one, no one wants us. When's next game after Atletico? Uh, I know it's, it's February, and March. It's, it's the other side of the international break so in March, April. so it's, a, it's April. So that's that's uh, more I mean, league the, games done, isn't it? If and it's still going by, if footy's still going by, then the coronavirus <laughs> hasn't, hasn't took hold then I'll be made up with that because it means we're going to win the league and everything's fine and not millions of people haven't died. So that'd be sad. I like, I like that's your order of events. Last little thing, Kevin, Shrewsbury, it's, it's going to be mad, to be honest with you. I'm looking forward to getting in the ground and it just going? being a bit crazy. I'm going to go, yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to going in the ground and it just being, you're not bothering. Nah, I've got me tickets. Paul, I, Paul Hogan needed to appear and I was like, oh, go on, lads. I'll see you this <laughs> He took my and me mate to pay for it. Uh, is that for him and his lads? No, well, I think he is taking us, lad, but it's for someone, some other sucker who wants to go. So you're not, so you're not up for it. Listen, I, I, that Villa game when we got B five, it was never a five 0 game. Them kids are, are good kids, but by the same token, Shrewsbury are a League One side. They've played League One sides in the uh, what's it called, the FL Trophy, whatever it yeah, was. The they, they didn't do well. You know what I mean? I think the style of play with which we play is very much a Premier League style of play. Yeah. So. They might be in for a bit of a rude awakening, I think. Um, <laughs> listen, Premier League quality tells against smaller teams, lower league, lower league opposition. 
but these are not Premier League quality. These are the children of Premier League quality football uh, football team. So, listen, I, I, don't get me wrong. I, if you hadn't have asked me for the ticket, I'd have been going. But I, and I'll be watching it. But I just... And I'm mine, lads, if you want us to do it. Nah, you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, the thing is... They, Absolute pricks, the pair of you. No, they listen, these, these kids, it's a, it's, a boss, it's a boss thing for them. But at the same time, people should be realistic about what you're going to watch and, and what we're... Don't be expecting these kids just because we're Liverpool to be leather and stupid people. But by the same token, if I was the kids, I'd be thinking, we fucking led the Aston Villa for, for a second half period there, so we've got a chance. And listen, you've always got a fight this chance, haven't you? I'd be thinking I'm going to shove it down these pair of ball pricks' faces <laughs> if I'm the kids, down, oh, it right so down the I, throat. I'd be, happily, I'd, be, I'd, I'd, happily, I'd be pinning these comments on the dressing room I'd wall happily, if I was Neil Critchley. I'd happily have Neil Critchley shove stuff into my mouth if we got to play Chelsea in the next round. I'd be fine. Uh, excellent stuff, like Ted DiBiase. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mike, uh, do you think it's going to be all very, very difficult for them uh, do you think there is a way home for them or do you think it might just be like Villa where certain moments of of essentially maturity will tell for Shrewsbury against this Liverpool side I don't think it'll be exactly like Villa I think Villa have a, like a there's a, the second goal of Villa is a fluke yeah. it's a cross it, it's a, and Mad goes in one's a set piece where you sort of expect it at that level um, the Czechos trophy that it, it was like Oldham Accrington and Fleetwood it was sort of set piece goals that they were conceding out on, and, and like the physicality, which is, you know, a massive difference between kids and and grown up men who just like play football in in actual leagues for a job. Um, I don't think it's got to be that young, you know. I, I think it's the under twenty threes for definite, isn't it? And there's obviously going to be, um, you know, some of the kids that maybe played against Villa, but I'm I'm not sure where Harvey Elliott and Curtis Curtis and it looks like Harvey Elliott and Curtis Jones play. are going to play. So I'm I'm sure it's all right with that, you know. I think Shira fellas playing. Shira fella. Oh, we're gonna win. We'll win three 0 John, I'm still going, lads. I think we'll be all right, you know. I don't I don't think we're gonna struggle as much as people are anticipating. I think it's just the fact that minutes after the the final whistle and it's a draw and everyone's putting on oh we've got a replay, but and Klopp just comes out and goes, Well well, we're not going, mates. So everyone starts panicking about that and thinking, Oh, it's gonna be five 0 again, it's gonna be three 0 four 0 whatever. I, I think it'll be a a, a decent, you know, a, a decent game. I, I think we'll be, we're at home. We've got more, you know, all these kids are going to be playing for the, in, for some of them in, in, you know, in front of the biggest crowds they have done for a while. And, and at the same time, we've still got Chiravella. Exactly. Harvey right, Elliott, a, a quite a, yeah, quite a right. good footballer. I, I, you know, look at the goal. I don't know, has everyone seen that goal? It's unbelievable. Unreal. Like, he can do that on a football pitch, you know. So, yeah. that, you know, I reckon we're going to score at least one or two. I'm with you 100% is right, Mike. Uh, that is exactly the attitude to go into. Ignore these two. Uh, absolutely <laughs> ignore them. They're just je- they're jealous of Harvey Elliott's barnet. Uh, <laughs> I'm jealous of everyone's barnet. Thank you very much. Take care, Walsh. Ben Johnson, Mike Kearney. It's been the Anfield Rap in association with The Athletic. Do sign up if you get the opportunity to do so. Uh, enjoy yourselves. Let's all get stuck into Shrewsbury. Let's at least have a fantastic Tuesday night. Sports Social Podcast Network.